Instagram stories. First, I have to apologize. I almost never record episodes in advance. I do it in the day because I never know what Instagram thing is going to come out or what's going to change or I want to be cutting edge for you. However, in this particular case, due to the coronavirus, I'm putting in more time at work to make sure that the doctors who can access all the patient information they need to from wherever they need to can work from wherever they end up being. So this is taking the majority of my time. However, I was recently listening to an interview that Adam Osseri gave. And the reason I am talking so much about Adam Osseri right now is that he's really stepped up to be the public face of Instagram and gives so many insights into what's going on in a way that the rest of us just have to kind of scramble to figure out on our own. But the insights that he provides, you know that since he oversees the whole platform, you're getting the news or insights directly from the source without anyone else's opinion or spin or whatever. And that's the really uh, great thing about hearing it directly from him. He recently gave an interview on a buyer's market podcast. It's a very long interview, but there was a section where he talked about the reason that they're not going to go back to the chronological feed, but explained how everything works. And he explained it a little bit differently from the way I normally explain it, from the way I hear other people explain it. And he likened it to some of the other platforms that are currently out today and how what they do at Instagram is very similar. Here's the clip. So we rank content. That's contentious. I get, I do an Ask Me Anything every Friday. I get multiple questions that are consistent. One of them is like, can you please go back to chronological feed? Mm -hmm. I don't think we should. People have more content than they can consume. We try to make the most of their time by making an educated guess about what they're most interested. We don't always get it right. Would you ever just give people the option? Like, you can do that in Twitter. You can do that. Yeah, and yeah. I think Twitter found an interesting balance, but people, I, I know there's people who are still frustrated about the Twitter solution because you did get bounced back. Yeah. If you don't get bounced back, then people forget and they get stuck in the regular, in the, in the chronological feed. We actually had this a long time ago at Facebook, and they actually become less happy overall. Yeah. And so there's, it's... A, I'm not saying it's, there's not a good solution out there, but it's, it's sort of like, what's the least bad? Right. Um, but I am generally a believer in, in ranking. That said, ranking is only as good as what it optimizes for ranking systems, whether or not it's a social media company or Netflix or Amazon or whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're ranking, if you're predicting something, it is usually true that you unintentionally bias towards first order preferences because they're easier to measure. So bear with me for a second. Okay. When we rank content, so when you open up Instagram and we look at all the stories you could see or all the feed posts you could see because you follow someone, you we try and predict how interested you are in each one and then order those by how interested you might be in them. Recency is an important factor. So it's loosely chronological, but it's not the only factor. I'm more interested that my sister got engaged four hours ago than my brother had a po'boy sandwich one hour ago. Mm-hmm. And the way we do that prediction is, yes, we look at how old it is, but we also look at how likely are you to act on that, how likely you are to like that post or to comment on that post. Or share it. Or share it. Mm-hmm. But these are, we optimize for those things because they're proxies for how interested you are in them. But they are, if we're honest, first order preferences. They're what are you going to do in the next 500 to 1500 milliseconds? They're not how you're going to feel about this post being your feed over the long run. Right. That is much harder to measure. Right. And so as a result, we overfit or over-optimize for people's shorter-term preferences, and we don't do enough to optimize for people's longer-term preferences. My belief is the better we get at the latter, and we still have a long ways to go, the more people will feel good about the time that they spend on the platform, which is really what we're talking about. 
Overall, I really liked this explanation because it made it clear that Instagram is using what information it knows about you to determine what you will like and engage with in the short term, not the long term, which is a really different way of looking at it. I know this episode went a little bit long, but I think that explanation is really excellent and definitely worth coming back to. That's it for today's Flash Briefing. Thanks for listening.